Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, today we are talking about showing trust tips now. So, again, before I even get into that, I want to go over a real short section in terms of what happens when you have to talk about people. What happens if someone comes to you and they say, well, you know, I'm not exactly sure my relationship is breaking down with this specific individual in the workplace at home. What should I do? What do I do? It's tough. Now, the thing is, always show respect, right? So again, if you're like a manager of an HR company, you need to realize that showing loyalty, the difference is between showing loyalty and not showing loyalty is intent. See, if the purpose was to like improve performance or something like that, and if the conversation was fair and respectful toward the person, then you could feel that you were showing loyalty, okay? It's completely different from someone who's saying, you know, uh, it's, it's like this. When I first got backstabbed at a job from, of course, these Gen Xs and Gen Bs, one guy said, oh, Arsenio is too loud. He's too much of an entertainer in class. So what had happened was that the main coordinator came to me. He said, hey, you know, there have been complaints about you being too loud. And me, I wanted to immediately know. Now, the distrust ended up happening with that specific coordinator because he didn't want to tell me who it was. He said it was just some people. So then I'm asking questions. I'm growing suspect, and the trust is being lost between me and the coordinator. Then when I finally found out who it was, why couldn't you just deal with me directly? Because the moment that you go to this coordinator, a.k.a. the boss, I've lost all trust and respect for you. Because I now look at you as someone who's trying to get me fired. Because you unwittingly went to someone who had a lot of power to complain about something that doesn't even make sense. You see what I mean? And then ultimately what happens is that you create a very, very nasty workplace. And you know what? I remember walking uh, walking right by that fool for the next two years and I never spoke to him. That was the type of place I lived in. It just didn't make any sense why I even continued working there. And so, guys, don't be that person. Please don't be that person. If you're that person who says, oh, you know what? She's not doing this. She's not doing that. No, what you need to do is just, hey, just go to that person directly. Whoever you have that concern for, just go to them directly. Sometimes the person, you know, who needs to change is the last person or probably the first person that needs to know. If you ever go to someone with higher authority or a higher position, it's over. Hell's going to begin. You are going to start hating your job because then you're going to start looking at that person in a, in a, in a completely different way. You know, there is one st- there's a student that I have, and he said he hasn't spoken to a girl that he sits by for four years. And I'm like, well, that could have been going if I didn't quit my disgusting job out there. And, he's, and I said, why? He said, well, she said I'm not a gentleman. She said I don't hold the door open for her. I was like, well, it's Thailand. No one holds the door open for anyone, and no one says thank you. And so we had a laugh about it. But at the end of the day, you're still working aside. You're working right beside someone that you're just going to completely ignore. I can't do that. Now, completely ignoring someone and never talking to someone to begin with, that's okay. See, I walk by a couple of people every morning, okay? And I I don't know what their names are. But you know what? I feel that they are not given to my tree. And I know exactly what they're about. And I know that they are suspect. They They are suspicious 
for what they do. It's kind of like the teachers that go into their classroom and they sit in the corner and get on their laptop like they don't want anyone to see what they're doing on the computer. Kind of scares me a little bit. Kind of scratches the back part of my mind. So do I speak to these individuals? No. Now, I work in a workplace where I get things done. I walk right past him. I haven't said a goddamn word to him. Why? Because I don't need to. And guess what? If the goddamn director isn't going to get us all together to talk about things and to better ourselves as better communicators, as better professionals, then I could really give a damn. And plus, obviously, this is just a place that pays just the slightest of bills and which is going to be terminated by the end of this year or probably by the third quarter of this year. So, again, guys, I don't live in a uh, I don't work in a place where I see these people on a regular basis. You know, there was uh, there were other instances where people came in to me and said, oh, are you supposed to be in this room? You know, you should look at the schedule. Never spoke to him again. Uh, there have been other teachers that, you know, have, like, honestly, they backstabbed me. They tried to try blackmailing me, sending podcasts to the main guy saying, oh, I think he should be fired because of this. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, seriously, you're a 55-year-old man, and because I spoke the truth on a podcast that you had no awareness of, you sent this to him, and then now you're asking for my beheading? Seriously? It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous, especially when you get this from older generations. But, I mean, that's what you, well, I mean, that, that that's the intent. That's the purpose of that individual. We can't base it on an entire generation. You kind of can because you actually see what's happening around the world right now. And it all kind of makes sense what's happening because it's all coming from the older generations. But at the same time... We have to only look at an individual for what he has done, not for what everybody in his age group has done. So that's something to think about, guys. Now, going over some of these trust tips to help you, okay, and to improve in this specific behavior, what we need to do, I'm going to give you three bullet points. First, number one, the next time you're in a conversation with some people or, you know, they're starting to badmouth someone who's not there, it's time to consider some options, Right? Now, what you can do, you can participate in that discussion, or you can leave. Now, real quick pointer, my friend Nelson, he leaves. Anytime the older teachers started bitching about some of the most ridiculous things in the world, he was out in less than five seconds. He would always say, all right, guys, I got to get, get going, and he walked right out. Sometimes he just disappeared. And I always thought, wow, these people just walk out of conversations like that, but no, he doesn't want to participate in trash. And someone bad-mouthed another human being, and then that human being coming into that room, and then them saying, Hello! How are you doing today? No, bitch. You were just bad-mouthing me. Say it, say it to my face. You know what I mean? Don't talk behind my back. And this is, of course, this is how distrust is created. So working in environments like that, it's terrifying. So he left. Or you can stay, but just stay silent. And I've seen teachers do that. On a regular basis, they just stay silent. They don't give their input. They just hear one other teacher just go on a rant about something he has no idea what he's talking about. You could say something positive about that person. You could defend that person and try to balance the conversation. But then you might become, again, the epicenter of that of that flame that, of course, these teachers or these employees or the, those people or your family members are trying to build. Or you could say, you know what, I really don't feel comfortable talking about this person like, you know, like this per like when he or she's not here. And then that's going to be even more interesting. 
Because if you continue that, you could say, if we have it, uh, you know, if we have a concern, let's go talk directly with this person. Why are you speaking about this person right behind their back? I'd be like, oh, wait, what did you say about him? Oh, he's a piece of garbage. Okay, hold on. Hey, Paul, come over here. You talked about him yesterday. He talked about you. He says you're a piece of garbage. He says you're that. All right, guys, good luck. Duke it out. Come on, let's be honest. You guys are 15, 80 years old. Let's talk. If you got something to say, say it. You've been on this planet long enough. But some people are scared of confrontation. See, it's always, it's always the little things. And you could toggle those little things just by implementing some of these things, man. I think they are crucial. I never berate a teacher. Ever. Ever. Especially the teachers who I work with. Because, I mean, there's only one place that I kind of work with teachers. The other places I work at, they're just companies. So I really, I don't see teachers. You know what I mean? I remember there was one place. I was just talking to a recent uh, individual recently. And I told him, hey, listen. I'm so grateful that you came in, but to be honest with you, there is this specific person who doesn't care about my time, who doesn't care about this. He complains, and he's like 700 million years old. I am not going to take a taxi or go anywhere with this guy ever, so just keep him away from me as far as possible. He was like, deal. Because you know what? I mean, i just much rather not complain about that person. I'll say, hey, listen, he's done these couple of things in the past, and I just don't want to be around that, all right? There it is. That's how you solve it. Problem solved. And of course, luckily, I've never, I haven't seen him for over a year, and I want to keep it that way. So, um, another bullet point: the next time you work with, you know, others on some kind of project, work, whatever you want to call it, it could be at home or anything. Go out of your way to give credit freely. So, you know, it helps create like a positive environment, right? And it all, and of course, it recognizes, you know. The per you recognize the person's acknowledge or you acknowledge the person's uh, contribution, and so again, if you're not doing it while you're there, it's great to even speak about them in front of other people, just as I said in bullet point number one. But at the time you, if, at the same token, you probably might become a target, and if you become a target, it's just going to get much nastier for you. So, again, I kind of put a bullseye on myself. I did this completely wrong three years ago, guys. I'm no saint. But three years ago when I created my podcast, there were times that I created, oh, the Thai women this, the Thailand, all that bullshit. So I deleted all those podcasts because they served nothing. They did nothing. It was just a pity party. But there were times that I actually talked about some things at work because it related to my book. And I ended up becoming, uh, yeah, I talked about some people. And talking about them behind their, well, not necessarily, but on a podcast to the world. Of course, a few of them never talk to me again. Perfect. Don't really give a damn. Well, I could drop out of the whiny bitch club. And you know what? To be honest with you, I cannot sit in a room with a bunch of Anglos who complain about Thailand when they're given everything in this country. Compared to what I've had to go up against. So, yes, I've done bad things in the past. You know what I mean? But again, if you look at what I'm talking about right now, I'm not talking about them behind their back. I'm not talking about their work ethics. I'm not talking about what their intent was, although we already know what the intent of a lot of people are over the specific age of XXX, right? So, <sighs> bullet point number three. Make it a rule to never talk about family members in negative ways. Now, I know, I know, guys, I'm guilty. There it is, I'm guilty. Now, I told you, my brother, he hates me. Okay, he always wanted to see me fail. I never got support from him. 
he always went against my opinion. I was so scared to even speak in front of him because I was afraid of what he went, he might say or what he might even think. I was afraid that, uh, you know, an argument would develop out of what I said. So going forward, looking at my mom, my mom was an unbelievable human being. My youngest sister and I, we never really had a relationship. My oldest sister and I, she was very negative. I'm very positive. And that's with my entire family. Do I say anything negative about my brother? Do I say, oh my God, my brother, he's such a... No, no. I say, my brother always has... He's, he has always hated me and he was the perfect brother for me. I mean the absolute 1000% perfect brother. If he was any better, where would I be today? Not in Thailand. Not in Thailand inspiring people. I say that with my dad too. You see no hate from me going towards my dad. Absolutely not. My dad left me back in 2001. Cool, all right. <laughs> Wonderful. But you know what? That doesn't, and he left me at a perfect time in my life because he wasn't a father figure. I realized that he was a, he was a, a, a liar to the fifth degree. But hey, I mean, it was the perfect moment. It was everything has set me up perfectly for what I'm trying to achieve in my life right now. So again, you could be thoughtful when you talk about specific people just as I was doing. You know, uh, you, you know when you when you catch your children for those parents out there doing the right things and share your excitement about their good deeds with others. Oh my God, they would love that. Oh, my child today did this. My child today did this. You know, I had one uh, specific uh, girl I just recently met. She's an entrepreneur out there in Malaysia. Nasuha Nash is what they call her, and she. I love the way she gives the achievements and the way she praises her children another lady on the pat flynn's podcast she does the same thing she's like i don't have a secretive life i love to include my children in all my goals and have them help me so what is it you want to do i want to help all these people okay how are we going to do it so they work together see guys that right there and appreciating and giving that praise to those children it means everything and that's what i do so of course a lot of my students who are very, very young, I never, ever use a negative tone to them. But you know what? Again, it's always positive reinforcement. And that's why I said you could blame someone effectively. You could you could blame you could criticize someone without being hated for it. Right. What I said in the Dale Carnegie book a very, very long time ago. You know what? You're doing a great job. And if you continue to improve this little area, you're going to be the best. Instead of saying, oh, you've done a great job, but you're just not that good in this area. We're going to have to get better. You see what I mean? There are different ways that you could criticize people effectively. So, guys, with that being said, that's the end of this behavior. Behavior number five, showing loyalty. And now we're going to be going into behavior number six, which is delivering results. So stay tuned for that. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning into a Arsenio Buck Show podcast. I'm your host. Arsenio as usual. Whoa! Over and out.